You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kaylee LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and today the topic of our podcast is how to set boundaries with a narcissist. When in any kind of relationship with a narcissist, whether it be a friendship, an intimate relationship, family member or boss, we have to set really strong boundaries. What exactly is a boundary, you might ask? Well, there are two types of boundaries. The first type is where you get very clear about where your no is. You learn to say, no, this is not okay with me. No, I won't allow this. Don't come any closer. I don't feel safe here. No, I'm not letting you back in. No, your cheating is not okay with me. Talking behind my back about me to others is unacceptable, and it will not be tolerated. So that's one kind of boundary. The other kind of boundary is an internal or psychic boundary where you learn how to stop allowing somebody's projections and energy to get through into your psychic space, so to speak. Narcissists are masters at projection, so they will blame and accuse you of doing what they are doing. So if you have strong internal boundaries, you'll be able to say, no, this is not mine. I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking this on. No, you need to take responsibility for your own behavior. I'm not taking it for you. Also, if you're getting the silent treatment and are being stonewalled or the air is so thick in the room that you can hardly cut it with a knife, an internal boundary would allow you to understand that the narcissist behavior has nothing to do with you and you don't need to take it on. You don't need to try to fix it, try to make the environment more tolerable. You can walk away and take care of yourself and leave that person to his or her own toxicity. Most highly empathic or sensitive people need to seriously work on their energetic boundaries because we have a tendency to absorb everything. We might feel the heaviness in the room and think it belongs to us. And a narcissist would love for you to think it belongs to you. The message is, it is your fault that I feel this way. And so you deserve to have me dump all of these heavy toxic emotions onto you. You can learn all about boundaries and how to set them. At first, it may feel like you have a new superpower, but here's the deal. Narcissists don't respect boundaries. You might have figured that out. They plow right through them, over them, and around them. 
I remember when I was much younger and in my first narcissistic relationship, and I learned about boundaries and needs. And I decided I would have a mature adult conversation with my live-in partner and tell him how I was feeling. I told him that my needs were not being met in the relationship. And I was so proud of myself for finding the courage to speak up and to find my voice in the relationship. I was beginning to understand my needs were just as important as his, and I believed he should care about what I needed. Maybe in a normal, healthy relationship, a partner would care about my needs, but not in a narcissistic relationship. How do you imagine my partner responded to me? Well, he said, what are you going to do about it? My thinking was, wait a minute, what am I gonna do about it? I thought you were supposed to do something like take an interest in me or talk about it with me or find out what my needs are that aren't being met. You know, all the healthy stuff where we have a two-way conversation. I wasn't prepared for his response, nor did I have an answer to what I was going to do about it. The thought hadn't occurred to me that I could leave the relationship because I was still trying to have a healthy relationship with a very narcissistic person, which you can't do. I probably stayed another year after that, trying to right the wrongs in the relationship while I was deteriorating more by the day until I was such an emotional wreck, I couldn't do it anymore. So I finally left. I did leave. I had this belief in the back of my mind that if he loved me, which he always said he did, and he wanted to be with me, he might pay attention and want to make some changes in himself. But he immediately got involved with someone else, and I had a nervous breakdown. Because I didn't know about narcissism at the time. I wasn't equipped emotionally to deal with the reality that this man never did care about me. So I had to integrate all of these emotions that were overwhelming to me. We all have to come to this reality, hopefully sooner rather than later, with a narcissist. They really don't care about you and, so, and your needs, wants, and desires are not important to them. Only their needs, wants, and desires are important. So when you go about setting a boundary with a narcissist, be prepared to walk away from the relationship because a narcissist really doesn't care about your boundaries. With any boundary that we set, we need to be prepared to back it up with action. A boundary is our line in the sand. And if that line is crossed and we don't take action, we're sending the message that it's okay to cross that line and we aren't going to do anything about it. If your line in the sand, for example, is, if you cheat on me, I will leave you, 
then if your partner cheats on you, be prepared to leave. If your line in the sand is next time he devalues me like that, I'm leaving. Be prepared to leave. For people who are in a physically abusive relationship and your line in the sand is, if he ever gets violent with me again, I will leave. Be prepared to leave. Unfortunately, with narcissists, leaving is quite possibly the only way we can enforce a boundary. Back in my first narcissistic relationship that I talked about, he had a habit of just leaving the house without telling me he was leaving or where he was going or when he would come back. And it felt like a huge abandonment to me every time that he just disappeared like that. So I talked to him about it. And I told him that I didn't like him leaving without telling me he was leaving where I had no idea where he was or when he would be back or anything. Ironically, he never left again without telling me he was leaving and where he was going. So for him, telling me he was leaving and where he was going wasn't that big of a price for him to pay for excellent supply, which was me at the time. Plus, we were still in the early stages of the relationship. So it simply had not occurred to him that it might be important to communicate these kinds of details with his significant other. So that stopped being an issue, which led me to believe that he was teachable. And some narcissists can be teachable with some small things. In this situation, I didn't tell him, if you don't start telling me when you're leaving, where you're going and when you plan to be back, I'm walking away. Hard lines in the sand are not always necessary. It really depends on the situation. If I talk to him about how I felt about his leaving and he responded with, what are you going to do about it? I would have to seriously consider leaving because I didn't want to continue to subject myself to those feelings of abandonment every time he would just disappear. With narcissists, they may be capable of minor change, but not capable of changing their personality structure. Our hard line in the sand has to do with what we ourselves are willing to tolerate. We may try communicating with the narcissist in our life and ask for what we want. And sometimes they may even be able to give us what we want, but it isn't because they care about us and what we want. It's that they care about their own needs. And if they feel that their supply is threatened, if they don't participate in the relationship, they may do certain things like wash the dishes after you cook dinner or make the bed or fill your car up with gas or go out for a date night or things that get them kudos because kudos is supply. Thank you so much for doing the dishes equals you're the best, which equals validation that you're the best. 
A boundary comes in when a narcissist crosses a line and you need to let them know they have crossed a line. And you need to let them know that you will not tolerate their crossing that particular line. For example, if you're a woman and your significant other is beginning to come home late from work and you learn he's having drinks with a new female employee on a pretty regular basis, you might feel this is a very this is very inappropriate and decide to draw the line in the sand. It might go something like this. I am not cool with you going for drinks alone with another woman, regardless of if she is an employee or not. And you are the one who needs to know what you're going to do about it if he doesn't honor your request. He may already be crossing the line in the sand by going for drinks alone with a female employee. Narcissists are not stupid. They can be highly intelligent, intelligent enough to know if they continue to have drinks with this female employee, they may lose their primary relationship. So they may need to assess if this new female employee is worth it or not. Is the new employee a good source of supply like you are? And is she properly groomed to take your place? Another thing the narcissist might do is get more clever about hiding it. He might say, I can't go for drinks after work with you anymore, but we can sneak away for a long lunch. And if caught, he may say, I'm not going out for drinks after work anymore. It's business lunch. Now, often a business lunch with a coworker or employee in a work environment can be perfectly normal and harmless, and not indicate any type of affair brewing. But with a narcissist, they're constantly on the lookout for secondary supply, that they can move into first position if their primary supply is threatened. And this makes a narcissist a very high risk for having an affair, either emotionally or sexually. But you may not know the person that you are with is a narcissist, right? Or you might be in denial about that. We know them by their works. For me, knowing what I know now, knowing someone who is narcissistic is a deal breaker, period. I know that narcissists are not capable of the deep, honest, emotionally available, loving, and compassionate relationship that I desire. I know they use people for their own needs. I know they undermine and devalue. I know they don't respect boundaries. I don't think most of us would risk it if we knew. The problem is, especially with covert narcissism, we just don't know what we're signing up for. And we sign on the dotted line. It often takes time for the narcissism to show itself. But I will tell you a little secret. Setting boundaries is a sure way to root out a narcissist.
They hate boundaries. So if you are clear on where your line in the sand is and you make it clear to the person that you're with, if they are a narcissist, they will either get angry at your boundary or continually try to cross it. I was in a relationship with someone who talked very disrespectfully to me on one occasion, and I responded by saying, don't you ever talk to me like that again. That's a boundary. Well, narcissists just can't help themselves. So it happened again and again, and he was aware of what he was doing. And he apologized and said he would get help. And he went to this therapist and that therapist. And something always happened to where it didn't work out for him to continue with therapy. So I hung in there with him for a while because we had a lot invested. But there's always a last straw. And a narcissist is always sure to break it. And he did. And I kicked him swiftly out of my life and never saw him again. I was a little angry at myself that I didn't do it sooner. But as I said, there was a lot invested. And whether you own a business together or a home or you have children or whatever it is that you've invested, you want to know that you've given your all. Most of us do. So just walking away is not always that easy. Maybe in the early stages of a relationship before you have a lot invested, but if the narcissist has managed to hide his or her narcissism for a long period of time, which they're very gifted at, you may simply not know right away what you're dealing with. And this is why I always recommend that people take a good long time getting to know someone before investing fully in the relationship. I said fully, F-U-L-L-Y, but there's also fully, F-O-O-L-Y or foolishly. In my case, I had invested when we were just friends and everything was great then. His ex is the one who got the brunt of his narcissism when we were just friends, which I didn't see because he was very covert. But after they broke up, he and I got together because we were spending a lot of time together working anyway, and we got along great. I didn't follow my rule to give someone a good year after a breakup or a divorce before getting involved. and. Don't get involved with someone who is in the process of a divorce either. I learned my lesson the hard way. And sometimes that's how we learn our lessons. The reason we want to wait is that a narcissist needs supply. And if you don't get involved with him or her after their breakup with a significant other, they will find someone else within a few months because they can't be alone. So telling a narcissist, I like you and I'd like to get to know you better, but your divorce needs to be final first 
or you need a year to heal from your divorce first is a boundary. It's a boundary that will be broken with a narcissist. When I finally kicked this particular person out of my life, he immediately moved in with someone else and started up a relationship. No downtime at all. She was there to pick up the pieces and take care of him and validate him and agree that I was a horrible person and he didn't deserve to be treated that way that I treated him, yada, yada, yada. You know how it goes. You don't want to be that person. The one who picks up the pieces and reinflates their ego chances are it will be even worse for you. Use your boundaries as a way of weeding out a narcissist. If you don't have strong boundaries, you won't weed them out. A strong boundary might look like this. You can't talk to me like that. It doesn't work for me that you are so inconsistent in our dating relationship. Continuing to spend time alone with your ex-partner doesn't work for me. I'm not going to get intimately involved with you right away. I need to get to know you first. I need emotional and sexual fidelity from you if we are to move forward in our relationship. Please don't put that on me. It belongs to you. So these are some examples of boundaries that you might initially set with somebody that you're dating. If that person ignores a boundary or plows right through one, you need to be prepared to act swiftly. It might go something like this. I told you I was not okay with you spending time alone with your ex. And a friend of mine just told me she saw the two of you together a few days ago. This is not okay with me. Would you prefer to be in a relationship with her? Because if that is important to you, that you continue to see her, perhaps this is what you would really want to do. And I should just step out of the relationship. So this is actually a very calm way of enforcing that boundary. It's like, well, it looks like this is the choice you're making. So I'm just going to release you and let you make that choice. If you're dating and haven't merged your life with that person yet, it's a good time to step out because he or she has already disrespected your boundary. This means what is important to you doesn't matter to him or to her. It's a really good time to walk away. In fact, any time is a really good time to walk away when a boundary is consistently being crossed or when your boundaries are consistently being crossed. If you are delaying intimacy to get to know the person you're dating, but realize that that person is dating others and being intimate with them, you might say, I thought we had agreed that we were going forward in our relationship without intimacy so we could build trust with each other but I realized you are involved with other women intimately. I think you've made your choice. 
I'm not interested in that arrangement. So I will release you to date and have sex with whoever you please. If your partner is projecting his or her repressed pain onto you by blaming you for how he or she feels, you might say, I've told you in the past not to put your stuff on me. It isn't mine. You are responsible for your own feelings, and I'm not okay with you blaming me. If you blame me one more time for what belongs to you, I'm leaving. With things like projection and blaming, having a three strikes you are out rule works very well because when you see a pattern, you know it's going to continue. So the next time that person projects and blames, you could say, I told you I'm not okay with your blaming me for what belongs to you. And you've done this several times now. I'm going to assume that you're not capable of taking responsibility for your own feelings and that you need someone else to blame. And that is fine, but it isn't going to be me. Find someone else to blame. I know a lot of a lot of my clients when I make suggested things to say they they say yeah but I can't think about it at the time I'm so flustered and confused and yes that does happen but this gets you kind of thinking ahead to what you want to say so you can take time collect yourself and then come back and say what you want to say when you're developing strong boundaries and want to be someone who's in integrity with yourself by keeping your boundaries, you absolutely need to be prepared to end the relationship. And you have to be prepared for that person to go elsewhere because they will. And, you know, this goes for any kind of narcissistic relationship. It doesn't have to be with a significant other. You, you know, whether it's a family member or a boss, you need to quit your job and find another one, whatever it is. Your boundaries are important and you have to be the one to enforce them. A person you've set boundaries with might tell you that you are difficult, you are uptight, you're nagging, you're prudish, or even call you some really choice words in attempt to undermine you, devalue you, and attempt to make you feel small and worthless. It's your job to not take those words to heart. This is your emotional, internal boundaries. You understand this isn't about you. You are taking care of yourself by establishing strong and healthy boundaries. And that person is just showing his or her narcissism by disrespecting you or plowing through your boundaries. Your boundaries are your protection. They're your turtle shell. They are the necessary bar barriers that protect you from abuse, disrespect, and betrayal. You need to care enough about yourself to establish st strong boundaries in the first place and to enforce them by reinforcing a boundary or walking away. Walking away is often the very best boundary we can set with a narcissist. 
It's our final, not only no, but hell no. The more you practice setting boundaries in your daily life, the easier it becomes to set them. You can start with your current relationships with friends and family members by learning to say no, by expressing what you need. I had a worker at my home the other day, weed whacking, and her partner came into my yard to talk with her. And he stopped to talk with me on the way out. He pulled out a cigarette and a lighter, and I simply said, please don't smoke in my yard. And he said, oh, I apologize. And he put his cigarette back in the package. This is a boundary, it's real simple. It was the kind of boundary where I wasn't at all attached to his response because I didn't know him. But I would do the same thing with someone I did know because I don't want smoking in on my property. You might tell a friend who tends to run late for your lunch dates that you would appreciate that she show up on time for the lunch dates from now on. And if she's more than 10 minutes late, you will assume she isn't coming and leave. Or you might stop having lunch with that friend altogether. We don't always have to communicate our boundaries. Our boundaries are for us. If you are tired of always waiting for a friend who seems to disrespect your time, you can simply stop making lunch dates without ever saying why. And if she asks why, you can say every time you show up 15 or 20 minutes late for lunch, I feel like you don't value my time. And I do value my time, so I'm not going to waste it waiting for you any longer. When we set boundaries, we may lose friends, family, partners, and even adult children, but we gain ourselves. And this is what is important. If you want to have a strong sense of self-worth, you have to value yourself and make yourself important and stop allowing yourself to be disrespected and mistreated. If people don't want to take responsibility for their part, that's on them, not you. If they can't make it right with you, they lose the privilege of having you in their life in the way that they once were. It may hurt to lose people, but remember, you're gaining yourself. You're getting healthier. Your boundaries are your building blocks to a much more empowered you. Someone with integrity and self-love. And when you have integrity and self-love, you will no longer allow people to mistreat you. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. It's a lot to digest and think about. And I know boundaries can be a real learning curve. We have to really learn how to set them and enforce them. If you would like to work with me one-on-one -on -one with boundaries or anything else, you can contact me through my website, NarcissismFree.com or KaleaLaRoche.com. And you will also find my 
books and my audios and all kinds of information on narcissistic abuse. Thank you so much for being with me on this podcast. And I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Have a great day.